0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Once again, once again, once again, you're tuned in live to your 15 Minutes Radio Network, Beyond Words. We are so excited to be back for season two of Beyond Words with Janessa Darrell, and Jean. Today, it has been an interesting week in America, and that is what we will be discussing today. How are you? I'm Janessa. good. How about yourself? I am well. I am well. Thank you. We are um, here live on your 15 minutes radio network, Beyond Words. We are so excited to have you back, Janessa, and Gene uh, will be calling in in a minute. But okay, let's talk about this week. You know, you said you, you're fine, but. Are you fine? Are you okay? Before we get into <laughs> the, the
2: details. It's been an been interesting week. I think we all can say that with, um, without question. There's been a lot that has happened this week, and um, I, I think it's been a roller coaster um, on many fronts, from civil justice to racial racial justice. Just so many things that are happening right now and I feel like we're at really at a point going into this next week where things can get really unsettling. Just really, really unsettling.
0: But it is uh,
2: on the other hand, on the other hand, this does give us an opportunity for us to talk about and to address the things that we need to address. And um, let's see if we use this opportunity to do that.
0: Yes.
1: Um, it, it just has me thinking of lions, tigers, and bears, oh, my, because it, <laughs> it runs the gamut of what has been happening from the COVID vaccine and Johnson & Johnson and, you know, uh, that information from, of course, the um, shooting death by police, uh that's being called into question. Uh, the Derek Chauvin trial, I think it's going to the jury starting on Monday, I do believe. They'll start deliberating. Yes. Uh, so it's, and I know uh, from a personal perspective, there's been a lot going on, and I think people are essentially on edge uh, right now. Uh, but it's it's been, you know, lions, tigers, and bears, oh my, a crazy week. And Jean is on the line. Welcome, yes, to Beyond Words. We are so excited for season two, and to have yes. you and Vanessa on the line. This is going to be an interesting conversation. So um, I'm going to ask you, how are you?
3: Um, hm. conflicted. <laughs> so I'm really going to okay. try to choose my words here carefully, but I'm 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 conflicted. I think what Vanessa's posting and about the sent out the message. I knew exactly what she was talking about. So, conflicted, uh, I'll just start with that, just just conflicted.
1: Okay, okay. Well, um, this has been as a we tough were week. saying, it has. It has been a very tough week on a lot of people. And one of the things I was telling uh, my sister, I said, while they are giving out the vaccine, they should give out mental health counseling at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think people are on edge right now. But I'm going to let you guys guide this conversation because it's it's a lot. So where do you guys want to start? So
3: uh, you know, want to get started.
2: <laughs> you know, let's start with with something that really should we should not even be having a conversation about, but we should. Um I mean the reality is we are now um the way that the that the media classifies a mass shooting is when three or four mm-hmm. people I'm sorry more than three people have been shot as of yesterday we're now at 46 mass shootings in the US in 30 days mm-hmm. that's where we are and when you look at those that have been targeted and yes there are some there there is a undertone of some racial targeting, I'm, I'm just going to say it. Um, it, it, it baffles me that you're you're telling me it just so happens that four of the eight victims happened to be Sikh at the FedEx shooting of the more than 300 people who were literally in the same area. Mm. It just, it doesn't make sense. Okay, doesn't make sense that a young man can go to three different massage parlors even though he stepped through a whole whole plethora of other places um, that he could have shot up, but he decided he was going to shoot the Asian massage parlors. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: we have to start talking about race in a way, um, a couple of things, race as well as injustice as well as Policing in a way that we have never talked about before. Um, mm-hmm. This morning, people are outraged that Chris Cuomo said that um, we won't take police reform or gun reform seriously until white kids are being killed. Mm-hmm. And um, the reality is, there's some truth to that. There's some truth to it. Mm-hmm. No, but here's the point. here's the problem, though. We've seen we've seen young white boys shoot up black churches, schools, movie theaters, and they've been taken into custody without a without anything happening to them. Mm-hmm. In fact, some of them have even been treated to lunch when they've been taken mm-hmm. into custody after shooting mm-hmm. up schools. So we, we're probably never going to see that day. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we're not going to see that day mm-hmm. because you have. These individuals who, if they don't, they don't perceive them. Even at that moment, still not perceiving those individuals as a threat. Mm-hmm. Yet you can stop black and brown people on a routine traffic stop, and mm-hmm. the very first thing you do is pull your gun.
3: Right. So I've, I've really. I mean, you guys know how I am, and I really um, am usually very unfiltered. Um, in a way that, um, I tend to be very candid and I am really pissed off, um, after what I've seen the last week and, and I'm not really in the mood to sugarcoat um, what's yeah. happening to our people. Here's what bothers me about shooting up an Asian parlor to our Asian American brothers is that immediately, and, and I'm going to go up here for a minute, immediately um, you're seeing arrests of people. They, they immediately put Asian cops under cover to help the Asian community against Asian hate, which I think is a great thing. I think it's wonderful to make mm-hmm.
0: But if
3: I had to parcel this out because of people of color's history in this freaking country, um, I don't see them putting black folks under cover to stop and monitor us getting murdered and killed and lynched in the streets, um, uh, you know, at, at the same rate and mm-hmm. with the same expediency. And so not to, not to try to say one group of pain is different than the other, because, you mm-hmm. know, what's happening to our Asian-American brothers are problematic. But what I am looking at it from a process standpoint, I sound more emotional than I am. Because I, I, I come with my head first, then my heart will follow. When um, I look at it from a, from a process and procedural standpoint, and how you respond to a certain anomaly, um, it really begs the question of how you can get Asian cops, because African Americans make up a larger percentage of my Asian brother, and how you can get that spot together so quickly, but you can't do it for people of color. So then you have to ask the question, because we say people of color, but specifically what I'm concerned about is the state of Americans, because we've had it as countries, and I'm not going to push you around that. And so while I do believe, yes, we should all be inclusive, and yes, we are our story is very, very different, more similarities with other uh, groups of people that have suffered genocide. So I'm freaking pissed off. When I see one of my fellow tenants in the military um, get really treated, it's really to the story of one veteran in the country field, of uh, 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 being a black man, I'm not going to say per color, I'm going to say black man, um, to where you the country with R and D and yet you buy a car and they do pull, pull guns on you. you no, know, I have the thing where God, the next cop that pulls me over. And I, and, and, and that's scary to make, cause I'm not an angry person, but it's irrational mm-hmm. to consistently throw dust in, 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 in all of branches when you are at war, And and, and the bottom line is we can play the game as long as we want to. You guys forgive me because I'm hot to where I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired (laughs) of marching. I'm tired of watching them take my black brothers and say, well, you know, the reason why I have my heart on his neck for eight and a half minutes uh, is up to ultimately his fault. So, you know, that's not working. It is irrational for us not to be angry. It is irrational for us not to want change. It is irrational for us not to respond in a way that's you know, we've got all these other options and that doesn't work. We're, we're already we're gonna let's, let's retaliate. And that's a very Marxist Garvey uh Garveyism statement and it scares mm-hmm. people and it should. Because what we have been doing is not has not been working. What we is it's mentally healthy to say enough and enough. We talk about verbal, emotional, and physical abuse, domestic situations. Well, guess what? Guess what? The, the domestic victims in America right now that's being a, a verbally, emotionally, physically, and, and financially, and that kind name and abuse that we suffered, and we're suffering it now. So, at what point do we go to court and get a restraining order against these? I, 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 somebody else needs to talk for a minute because it's at a point where it makes no sense, right, to me at this point. Um, and even as a as a combat veteran, I, I, I understand when I'm at war, and I'm really sick and tired of talking about it because we're not, we're almost like it's just become this really sort of codependent, um, uh, abusive relationship between... African-American people in America to where we've got this unhealthy relationship and we're going to keep going with this abusive thing, abusive thing, abusive thing, abusive thing, abusive thing, and somebody has got to pull the plug on it. And when people talk about blue lives matter, here's the deal. Blue lives is a job, okay? Blue jobs matter. And so as much as I've supported the police in the past, as much as I've supported the system in the past, when you choose a job to where Part of that job is like being in the military, where you know that your job in the military is war, you can't start complaining about the fact that that your company that you work for, their primary product is war. So when you Mm. choose to become a police officer, you're you're not going to be dealing with people that are thinking unicorns and rainbows. You're going to be dealing with the worst element in our country. And so at the end of the day while I hear Blue Lives Matter. Blue Lives is a freaking job. Let's just cut it quick. And if you can't make the difference between a taser and a gun, then you need a new profession. Yeah, that's about all I like, I'm sorry, y'all. I I gotta I said Janessa. I was gonna be quiet. I'm 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 hot. I'm I'm just hot. Sorry. So so Shanessa, I hear not you to share
1: your thoughts. So 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 you you're not sorry, and that's okay. We're gonna give Jane a moment. So Shanessa. It it's it's been like I said, it's been a tough week for a lot of people, you know, and I I think what harms us more so really is continually to continually watch it. And I say it harms us in a different way. It harms us emotionally and, and, and psychologically, but it but what it does the other side of that is that it deadens us in a sense that As we continue to see it so often, and this is just the absolute truth, it doesn't seem as bad for a lot of Mm -hmm. people. And I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about you guys individually, but it's like watching anything on television. Once you continually see it, it, you can ignore it a little bit more than you did when you first saw Mm -hmm. it. You know, so that's a problem right there because uh, again, they're continually showing these videos. If you see a fight video in a neighborhood, maybe the first time it was sensationalized and it was like, "Wow, what is what is happening?" But now mm-hmm. you see a fight video in a neighborhood, it doesn't even affect you the same way. Mm-hmm. And there is a problem mm-hmm. with that because once people are accustomed to the visuals. Then there mm-hmm. isn't as much fervor or action behind it, behind the injustice.
2: Janessa, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. It's it's numb to it now. I think I don't think I will ever be numb to a mass shooting. I I, I know I will never be numb to a police mm-hmm. shooting, I, ever. But you're right. I think too what diminishes the conversation. And um, you know, we had a situation here in Dallas where. A young man who um, suffers from mania was out and about um he was arrested because he had less than two ounces of marijuana on him, and somehow he died in custody. Mm. Um, just, and, and when I first you know when I first read the account of the situation, because here's here's where we are today. seven police officers have been fired, and one has resigned okay? That's where we are. We still don't know why he died, but when I read the report that was given, it was inconsistent. Like, the things that were said, I said, this makes no sense. Like, just reading it. I was like, did they, did they you know, the person who wrote this report, literally to a lay person, the actions that you said you took did not make sense, and the timeline didn't match up. So, Again, here's a person who's having a mental episode, who's really a threat to himself, not to others, somehow ends up in police custody, and yet here he ends up dying. And here was the response initially from a lot of people. Well, you know, white people die at the hands of police every day. In fact, more white people die at the hands of police than black people. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, my response to, to a few people who had that, that response was, Here's the challenge with that. If the populations were equal, then we could say, yeah, there is no issue. But we make Mm -hmm. up 14% of the population, yet we're Mm -hmm. on the receiving end of bullets and brutality
0: Mm -hmm. at a
2: higher Mm -hmm. rate than any other ethnic group. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask yourself, what's driving that? Mm -hmm. And I'm just gonna tell you the two things I see is racism and unfamiliarity. And that's Mm -hmm. really the two things. When you look at the Brooklyn Center situation of the young man who was, who was the, the officer thought she was deploying the taser versus her gun, we can table that for a second, but, but look at that, the police department. Not one officer in that police department at Brooklyn Center reside in that city, in that community. They are being policed from the outside in. They have no vested interest in whether this community thrives or not. And the more brutal and more criminal it can be, the better off they are because they're the police.
3: But so doesn't that How doesn't that you, uh right, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Doesn't that bring to mind what you just said, Vanessa? <laughs> doesn't that bring to mind the plantation theory? Right? It does. The overseer theory meaning you don't live when you really think about it. You you don't have to live in the neighborhood, but you do have to manage the plantation. So you're living in upper middle yeah. class, right? Or middle class, right? And so, and, but the neighborhood that you're serving, you're right, you're unfamiliar with the people in that community. Which, which, if they were to, and I'll say this, I'm going to and say this now that I've sort of got my rant out of the way, um, um, is if you were to incentivize teachers and in in, in in police officers, like they do when you go to college, this says that if you, in order for you to get some of your student loans forgiven, you serve in an underserved under underrepresented community if you were to incentivize them to live in those communities to so where people now are part of those communities and uh, the people that are policing them then you will find i believe and research will probably support this that the incidences of crime will reduce itself and then there is less of these incidents of killing people now but no one's fooling themselves in saying that a policeman's job is not to um de-escalate a situation but you also have uh, to make field assessments, and you know you have to make a field assessment: is this warranting of deaths? And there is a, a disparity between. You can have somebody, like you said, going and kill nine people in an Asian bar, uh, and that person walks out and go gets a hamburger. And yet, when you look at statistics and numbers, if we remove any emotion, and a higher rate of people of color, you know, black folks, black men, black women and children, or whatever, um, are being killed at a rate, then you have to ask the question, one, is it training? Yes. And two, mm-hmm. is it targeted? It's just You just do the math. It's really not that difficult. And so when you, when you look at it that way, then how do we then, from um, um, a systemic standpoint, fix the problem other than just talking about it, marching, and protesting? Because what's going to happen, and I'm thinking about this earlier as preparing for a, is let's say that the gentleman in the George Floyd case gets off, to say that well George Floyd did a couple of things that will contribute to his death. Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, so you you know the city is saying well, they you know, they're saying that you know we kind of get in our head, which that's just saying that well this is kind of the way it's going to be. So then expect a the response and. You know, don't be shocked that people are going to protest because when you have asked in legal standpoint since MLK and before that, when you've only wanted to be a part of the American dream and you're constantly brutalized, accused, beat down, uh, limited ever, immediately accused, Mm -hmm. then at what point become mentally healthy to fight back. And mm-hmm. there are some things I want to say that I won't say, but let me just say I understand the Black Panthers. <laughs> I really understand that because America, as the American military industrial complex, when we got hit in 9-11, we chased those people down to the end of the earth because they wanted to go to war with us. And so when we are looking at this minus the emotion, And looking at the disproportionate amount of people that die at the hands of 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 police officers, and people say, "Well, black on crime, you know, whatever, do what, throw whatever you want to throw in it." But at the end of the Mm -hmm. day, right? You gotta know we're at war, and it becomes irrational for people not to strike. And people say, "Well, you're advocating violence." You know what? Or you're advocating this. It's violence is already out there i'm I'm actually advocating defense and really and truly to quote this cat by any means necessary, and, and I don't care what that freaking sounds like because how many times are we going to have to tell our boys and our daughters, do everything you want to say, you know, do everything they tell you to do, don't cause a stink, don't do this. I mean you got when you have a lieutenant in the military pulling over in a lit area, afraid to get killed in America, when he's probably a combat dude. America has a problem, and it's like any relationship, it's not me, America, it's you. So now what are we going to do about it? Because when you can take a guy like me who has always played the game, because that's who I am, and now I'm on the point to where none of this makes sense to me, and I'm 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 pissed off because you can't even justify it. It makes no sense, man. And so we have to have this make sense. Yeah.
2: And I think that's where a lot of people are. Those who, who want to play by the rules, mm-hmm. we all want to play by the rules. We all, but somehow what's happening is when we're not, when we are playing by the rules, um, we're not, we're not given the same level of respect or justice um, when mm-hmm. things fall out of favor in that suddenly people are above the law. And that, in itself, but, I think is where a lot of people are are struggling right now.
1: We we first have to step back and say who who proposed the rules, and who created the rules. Mm-hmm. And and therein lies the problem because if we all, you know, I'm I'm A to Z. That linear thinking, that's just how I think. Step one, step two, mm-hmm. step three. That's just my mindset, right? But if you're creating a rule that's against me it doesn't matter if i quote unquote play by the rules still not winning because you create sure. the rules of engagement mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if the rules of engagement for some of us is to hold our heads down while you can do mm-hmm. essentially whatever you want to do mm-hmm. something is wrong with the rules and, Gene, mm-hmm. you mentioned Black Panthers. The the thing about Black, the Black Panthers is that people have marketed them yeah. as a terroristic group.
0: Agreed. They're not thinking Agreed. about
1: the things that they did in the community as the far as handing out program, lunches and things right, of that
3: Right, Right, right. And I am right. one
1: exactly who is the recipient of that because I remember mm-hmm. them. I was born in Chicago. So I remember them mm-hmm. being in Chicago when I was younger. So I didn't see any guns. Now, I'm not saying they didn't have any. I'm just telling you as a child what I saw. I saw mm-hmm. the lunch mm-hmm. program, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I didn't know who organized it until I thought about it later as as an adult. But because they have been marketed in such a way, that's the first thing mm-hmm. people think of instead of what mm-hmm. did they do, the good in the community. Mm-hmm. So they were mm-hmm. creating sure. the rules of engagement mm-hmm. for the community this is how we're that's going right. to engage with one another and mm-hmm. so people mm-hmm. think oh black panthers that's that's too you know far to the left or far to the right when in fact they were building community
3: built but like again the, community. Rules right. yes. right.
1: Yes. Right. the rules of engagement yes yes the rules of engagement are are injustice and that's what we and have to work on it. right
3: right Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, right, and we do with the rules of engagement, we do have to work on. And if I could carry your thoughts, it's this idea where I struggle with is this. I am not asking for equality. And what I mean by that is I was born with it. So I'm not asking you for equality. I'm not asking you for opportunity. I am not asking you to be a part of your system that wasn't designed for me in the first place because I was born with equality. Mm -hmm. And if my choice is to be considered an arrogant black man or a pussycat, and you know what? Guess what? I'll be the arrogant brother. Don't care. What I am asking you to do, though, is to not be an impediment to the gifts and talents Mm -hmm. that I was born with, to uh, not intentionally, systematically, in every area of my brown life, stand in my way. And America, really and truly, white supremacy and racism and all this stuff is really bad for all Americans. Because you imagine that one of the kids that they could have killed, had he just been – and, I'm, and, and I, I'm not fooling myself, naive enough to think that some of these people are not problems. But you know what? So the little white kids, right? They have little white, white mm-hmm. kids with the same little problems, too. Like when they were doing crack in a the neighborhood, they had the war on drugs. All of a sudden, black folks went to prison. Yeah, we had a heroin um, an opioid crisis. And instead of, oh, wait a minute, because it was happening mm-hmm. in suburban neighborhoods, wait a minute, no, it's a mental health issue. Therefore, we don't need to put them in prison. We mm-hmm. need to send to a central mental health hospital. Okay? That's intentional. That's what mm-hmm. And it goes but what you went in, is that that is really the rules of gauge? We're going back to the very people that wrote the rules that were not designed for us and asking them to change the rules. That's not going to work because then mm-hmm. that's working against their own best interests. Okay? doesn't work. Mm-hmm. White supremacy hurts all Americans. Because one of these kids, young men, or whatever, and I'm not going to put limitations on any human being, you might have killed somebody that might have had the cure for cancer. You might have killed somebody Mm -hmm. that could have, you know, come up with something else. You might have killed maybe a community leader that could have brought healing to it because we're too quick to pull the trigger because of this inherent bias and these microaggressions, and people want to talk about cancel culture and everything else, you know. I'm like Mm -hmm. this. If it comes down between you and me, it ain't looking so good for you. And when you have tried everything, when you serve the country, serve it honorably, you try to build it even, even, even with all of the obstructions, underhandedness, dirty pool, redlining mortgages, right, breaking Mm up families, and even still we thrive. Uh, or try mm-hmm. to thrive, and maybe not an enormous that we should thrive. And all we're saying is we want to participate in the country that we have committed to. Then somebody's being violent, and it's not us, right? we live in this whole thing that says that we, mm-hmm. you know, we want to be kind, and we don't like bullies, and we don't like do this. And I really, really uh, sort of uh, contemplate and meditate on that statement because I find people to be meaner, whereas before when you knew that there was going to be an argument or something. People actually had more um, civility in the way they talked about it. Well, you know, it's just, I'm just not feeling this right now, and I think it's really difficult. That's really what America's doing right now. America's got a headache, right? And so Mm -hmm. she's handling it or he's handling it in a way that um, sitting down and being quiet isn't good good enough anymore because it doesn't matter from whether you're going out and getting Skittles, whether you're laying in bed, or you know, walking down the street or doing some mm-hmm. human activity, they are subject to getting killed, and that mm-hmm. makes no sense. Either it's really, really poor training, or it's just it's really an involvement that's a mental health issue right there.
1: Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to change the direction of the conversation. I want to know in terms of uh the media. What role and I know people talk about the media all the time, but I wanna know what role do they play in this us versus them. And when I say that, um it, it seems like we're we're living in a time where the whether it's that it's either or either you're red or you're blue, either you're black or you're white, either you're mm-hmm. you know, this or that where people have begun to feel offended prior to the conversation. It's like, okay, Mm. uh, well, you're a Republican, which means A, B, C, and D. Well, you're a Democrat, which means A, B, C, and D. When, in fact, some of us maybe have voted Democrat as well as Republican. You know, Mm -hmm. we we may be Republican adjacent. Who knows? But Mm -hmm. when we Mm -hmm. are so... In a defensive stance that we can't have regular conversations, do you think the media at all plays a role in this? And in particular, not just the regular media, broadcast media, but also social media plays any, any role in this us against them, depending on whatever side you're on.
3: Um, Jeanette, you want to take uh, that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know <laughs> if, do it, a better if job it's
2: today. us. No, I just I don't know if it's us against them versus uh, more so if it's um, that the media has played it. It can play a, a unique role of inform, keeping us informed, but it also can play this role of continuously traumatizing us to the point where. Mm-hmm. Um, it can mm-hmm. change the, the, our own perception of how things are really are. Mm-hmm. I don't think the media has done a disservice. Um, have they contributed to the political divide? Absolutely, because they've chosen mm-hmm. sides, right? And they've chosen mm-hmm. sides. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, the, the last administration made you choose sides. Let's just be mm-hmm. candid and say that you, you were either completely loyal. And you that meant that you could not write mm-hmm. anything that mm-hmm. was partial, impartial, right? Or you were com- completely um, opposite. You know, you were com- their opposition. So I think we have played, um, the politics have created this very divisive media. And you're right. Mm-hmm. I will say this. The rhetoric has been dialed down a lot in the last three months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... There's bells that can't be unrung, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just be honest. There's bells that can be unrung, and there's things that can't be undone and that Mm -hmm. are continuing to happen today. Mm -hmm. To be very candid, um, am I looking forward to maybe Fox News taking a very major financial hit for all the misinformation (laughs) that they've put out there? I am, because you know what? Mm -hmm. There's a large percent of people who have bought into that misinformation that has created unsafe spaces for everyone, for everybody on both
0: sides. So,
2: yes, I do think that there is a faction of the media that that lives for this divisiveness and if things were not bad, um, I'll give you a a, a key talking point to that. Um, Fox News met with Wall Street investors literally four weeks ago and told them, Our ratings are going to rebound now for sure Because we've got the Biden administration Mm
0: -hmm. What does that
2: say to you? What does Mm -hmm. that say? That doesn't say that I'm looking to Promote truth I'm looking to uncover And and give you the fair and balanced news What it's saying is We now have an administration that we can Antagonize that we Mm -hmm. know That we can create a narrative That's going to get us ratings Mm -hmm. That's a problem Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, under the cloak of free speech,
0: mm-hmm. they
2: sleep every day and and wake up every day in this country. And the only the only thing that's going to bring them down is financial ruin. So yeah, mm-hmm. am I rooting for this 1.6 billion dollar in multiple other losses? I sure am. Mhm.
3: Mhm. I, I think um, and I think Janessa, you're absolutely right. One of the things I notice as I watch the media, whether it's um, Fox News or uh, CNN or MSNBC, because I tend to watch them all, and, and CNBC and all Um, I do believe they do add fuel to the fire for the reasons Jeanette, that you said, which is for ratings. They're a corporation. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. I think part of the problem too is is that as a country, um, we are very lazy. Our attention spans mm-hmm. only eight seconds. And so we don't mm-hmm. do a, a lot of our research or our homework from a political standpoint. Um, you guys know I travel a lot internationally. And there's a different sentiment where government has a more direct influence in the lives of the of citizenry, right? Mm-hmm. We are padded with our jobs and our homes and our houses. It's really a fool's game, really, um, which is sort of – I always say that in America – uh you're only as free as they allow you to be and that goes for all americans right
0: Mm -hmm. um black
3: white or otherwise Uh, if not we would have anarchy and so some of it makes sense but however i think it's gotten out of control here recently but when i'm watching the media especially this past week what i notice is uh i can get through the climbing language right where they have their bias and they do whatever but what's more dangerous to me if you watch the flow of a news program And I was watching it this morning, and they will talk about, you know, this guy's name is in George Ford's place, the Chauvin trial. They'll mention that. Mm -hmm. And then they'll talk about the police that maybe shot this 13-year-old kid. And they'll talk about this other thing. And then right after that, they'll have a good story about a police officer Mm -hmm. that saved a kitty out of a tree and or first responder that is XYZ. And so it's almost like this concept of we're going to traumatize you and, and we're going to sort of balance it out this way, right? But if you notice mm-hmm. how they tell that story, too, when it comes to people, of, and I'll say it this way, people of color. And, when, and the reason why I'm saying people of color is because I don't see them really when they're talking Asians being hated against this of COVID-19. I don't see them talking about their criminal past or what they did here or you know, or maybe they, they mm-hmm. still will all be off at nine years old. It's specifically I mean it's very specific here. it's specifically against black folk. Let me just put it that way. That is it mm-hmm. was be that he had a speeding ticket at twelve and you know and he was a you know he was a bad student, he was a C minus person, and so therefore this is why he deserved to die. We've seen pee uniquely on those people. I think you, you know, that becomes important because that timing language and the way that that person is presented in the mm-hmm. social media or Fox News or CNN or in all of them, by the way, um, mm-hmm. it's problematic. Now you're dealing with people with a short attention span, and so they build on those eight seconds that they heard in the clip, and now they've made a, yeah. an entire decision. And when you're in a position like you're all police officers and other people, and you start getting inundated mm-hmm. with this stuff, it will impact you emotionally, and so you're going to be quicker on the track. Mm-hmm. So what we see visually what we hear audibly and what is spoken to us will, it will actually impact us in our actions. And so the media, yes. I believe, bears responsibility in some of these social things that are happening and how to fix it. But you've got to watch it in its flow. I'm less concerned about Fox News. I know what I'm going to get there. I'm less concerned about MSNBC. I know I'm going to get there. I am concerned about the frame from which they are making their argument. And does it really, is it helpful or is it hurtful? And I don't find it to be helpful. When you watch, so next, watch the Nick Washington news, watch how they actually make the story together. It's bad cop, bad cop cop, bad cop, but the victim, but the victim, but the victim. And then oh hey, here's the cat mm-hmm. here's the here's the cop that saved the, the here's the cop that saved the baby that was sitting in the back of the seat. I'm not saying that, that is not important, but I'm saying that when we go through this whole thing, what are we going to remember as human beings? We we'll remember this stuff. Oh, there was a cop that actually saved the little kitty out of the tree. But well, did you hear about the five other cops who killed a bunch of black folks I and mean, at the end of the day we're just gonna let that right. one fly. So that's that's it's the right. yeah. actual so, that role.
2: Yeah, so here's what I say. So I think you're you're right. There is this narrative. I think you're right that there is this narrative that um, it's funny because after this last situation um, with a young man out of Minnesota, someone actually sent to me, um, did you know that he had an outstanding warrant for his arrest for a violent crime, violent robbery? And... Essentially, um, my response back was, um, one, the officer did not know that at the time. Two, even if she did, what does that have to do with what happened? Um, And three, it Mm -hmm. does not justify that he is dead, and that really should be number one because even at the end of the day, just because someone has an outstanding warrant, or they have committed a crime in the past that does not warrant that the police officer now becomes the judge, jury, and executioner because they were fearful for their lives.
0: Mm-hmm. The last thing
2: I will mm-hmm. say on that is um, it's interesting because the media did have a role, social media, um, and I was really pleasantly surprised to see this because this was sent to me in a group. Um, I was actually copied on it um, in the group. Um, the next, like, four hours later, Facebook marked the story as false, that, you know, the mm-hmm. whole narrative that this this group had put out, that this information was not true, that this was not even true about this individual. Now what happened is normally they would um, remove that post, but mm-hmm. now they've allowed us to keep that post up, and it actually says this is a false post, and it has been fact-checked by independent fact-checkers. Checkers. Here's the facts. Mm-hmm. I think that's better than just removing the bad information
0: because okay.
2: what what happens is now I, I pinned it to the top of a group so that everybody could see, even though we had a conversation about it two days ago and you may not come back to this, I want you to mm-hmm. see that this is not true. Because whether or not you're, some of you are already going to form your opinion that okay, she probably knew he was violent or he probably had violent tendencies or he shouldn't have resisted and all these other things that people say, it still does not justify what happened to him. And further, this, is not, this shouldn't even be talked about in the same realm of why this even happened to him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, yes, the media has a role, and I've seen more and more, I will say, over the last few years. Um, let's take George Floyd, for example. Again, George had a criminal past, but what people don't recognize is that he went to prison, he served his time, he got out of prison, and then he did have another criminal situation that happened, right, like two years after that. What got lost in the media, and translation, is that the cop that arrested him actually framed him and framed several other people in Houston, in the city of Houston, mm-hmm. has rescinded all of those convictions, and they they literally even apologized that they never reached out to him to tell him that he should never have been convicted of that crime, and that that had been removed from his record. Now, guess what? Nobody's talking about that. No, nobody's talking mm-hmm. about it. So right. again, right. don't bring it up in the beginning. If you're not mm-hmm. going to talk about what happened
0: afterwards, there was a mm-hmm. whole
2: slew of bad officers who were framing
3: people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But we haven't talked about that, I, have we?
3: Yeah, can I dive in on this piece? This is something that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, let's just say that he wasn't framed. And let's just say that he was a convicted felon. Here's a problem with the criminal justice system in this country, because we talk about recidivism, right? So Mm -hmm. the idea is that if you create a crime, you go to prison and you serve your sentence, right? So you've Mm -hmm. repaid your debt to society. There's a problem with that that I had to learn from friends of mine that are in law enforcement and who were attorneys that blew my mind. Once you are branded a felon, you cannot get an apartment. You Mm -hmm. cannot get a student loan. You cannot get certain jobs, you cannot do anything. And so now what happens is you're left to the only life that you know to feed Mm -hmm. your family. So what happens is that when you become a felon, it is a lifetime sentence.
0: I think people really mm -hmm. need to
3: wrap their head around this, is that if you're doing five to ten years for a crime that you you were supposedly paid for it, Right, mm-hmm. yeah, now what now happens is that you are look, let's talk, let's this don't skirt over real ish, right? So mm-hmm. when I mm-hmm. get pissed, I get smarter, and so now I'm pissed. The real mm. issue is this, yes. is that we've got people three years for marijuana, we've got people serving ten years for marijuana, and the minute we decide we can make money on marijuana, it's amazing how we change the rules, and it became not let a schedule one drug. And now all of a sudden, everybody smoking mm-hmm. pot is recreational because we find a way to make money out of it, right? So now when we're looking at yeah. people that go and pay their debt to society. That's what going to prison is supposed to be about. Then you come out of there, mm-hmm. now you are pigeonholed for the rest of your life as a felon. Somebody have that make sense to me? Is that yeah. not is it, that not just doesn't. branding you? Is that not branding you as a slave again? That's it. Look, that's it. Look, don't and, take and my word for it. Just do the with, research.
1: That's with anybody, though. That, the the problem is this. When, when we say that prison is supposed to rehabilitate you, I think that's the word they've used. But it could be a different word. Meaning when mm-hmm. you go into prison, yes, you are paying a debt. You are being punished. But while you're there... They're supposed to be helping you so that when you get out, you don't repeat. You don't become a repeat offender. The problem is Mm -hmm. what's happening in the system when you come out five years, ten years later. The world has changed. There's no way around it. The world has changed. And with technology today, just imagine someone going in five, ten, fifteen years. The world has changed. Now, the rules mm-hmm. haven't changed, but the world world has changed. so how do they uh rehabilitate you to get out and like you said, Gene, okay, if you're a felon, how are you going to get a job? How are you going to get a legitimate yeah, it's, job it's... because you yeah. can't get a job right. off the books right yeah. right so, so we have to also talk about rehabilitation. In this whole system, because if you put somebody right. in a cage and treat them like an animal, don't expect right. they right. to come out an angel.
3: That's right. That's right. Now, don't so that—that's that, another, do another, right. yes, right. another pocket. Right.
1: Yes, that's another pocket of this whole conversation in terms of the, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. industrial prison complex and the money that's mm-hmm. being made off of that. But
0: mm-hmm. well,
1: one thing we haven't talked about, and, and and we have to start considering this, and this is just me because I'm in artificial intelligence is we have to consider how that affects us and as it relates to social media as well. Yes. Because there are algorithms yeah. that are showing mm-hmm. us certain things. I may not see That's every correct. post that Gene posts. I may not see mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. that Shanessa mm-hmm. posts.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I see other stuff that may not even be related to me. Mm-hmm. Put it in front of you. They're feeding you what they want you to know. hmm So they may not feed Shanessa the information that says, well, this man was exonerated from A, B, C, and D. They may not feed you that. They may just feed you all the negative, you know, this Mm -hmm. type of person does this, this African-American does this, Caucasians do this. So understand Mm -hmm. that the system is still playing a game mentally
3: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: on what they're feeding Mm -hmm. you, and we have to be careful with that as well.
3: Right. We have to be careful what we're eating. And that's where... You know, and you're absolutely you're absolutely right, because, you know, that's where it's so important from the psychological standpoint, not I'm a psychologist, but I, I do come at it mm-hmm. from a research standpoint to where now that I listen to people, what is their base framework? Where are they coming from? Because I think most people don't even know the argument that they're making. And so when we're on social media, and we talk about artificial intelligence and machine learning. You've got to figure out what is, the, what is artificial intelligence designed to do and what, is, what are the machines learning? And so they're learning those things that actually will prompt us um, from mm-hmm. a stimulation That's standpoint right. to get us to do certain things. It's just, it's just you know, automated marketing, if you will. And so if you're clicking on these little things that seem very mundane or what video games you download and we're giving them permission to, to then they begin to tailor um, a world that we're very comfortable in. And so Mm -hmm. it becomes a challenge when you have two different worlds, and I'm not talking about just black and white, I'm talking about everything, that then collide. And we are very Mm -hmm. lazy, Um, whereas Google has been very good. They will say that from our ability to hold short-term information and think like we used to, um, our attention span has really been hit. And I think it went from 13 seconds down to eight or whatever Uh, last time the research showed us. And so we don't want Mm -hmm. to spend a lot of time doing the homework. We do everything on the fly, and that information on the fly that has been fed to us, to your point, becomes our truth. And so now Mm -hmm. all of a sudden truth becomes subjective, and so now we're trying to um, literally um, recondition people to actually think through all that information. And it takes more time than we actually are willing to commit to it. And so we are participants Mm -hmm. in it because we want everything easy. And so even the most intelligent of us uh, will fall into that trap of taking the road out just because we can only handle so much. And so we're getting inundated from television. We're getting inundated from these algorithms and uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence is sort of plugging in our brains, uh, inundated and connected to social media, Um, this, uh, this fallacy that, uh, a billion choices is actually truly freedom um, when it's when it's really bringing about um, you know a lot of uh, anti-depression, depression attitudes, suicides. You know we're we're socially connected and yet we're very very distant now at this point. And so it's all because we're trying to create our own little perfect matrix, and that's unrealistic, and it's unsustainable, mm-hmm. and that's why we're going crazy. And COVID really, mm-hmm. the good thing about COVID is that you, it's, and I'll say this, it's interesting because pre-COVID, if you guys are like me, you're working 12, 13, 14 hours a day, you're working five to six days a week, and if I were to ask you, what was the one thing you complained about with all the work you did? I just want to go home, right? I just want to mm-hmm. spend my time at the house because I don't have enough time at the house with the people that I love. COVID hits, yeah. right? Everybody going mm-hmm. crazy. And I, I mean to say it that way. Divorces are <laughs> to the root. People are freaking unhappy. That castle you built now feels like a prison, right? And it, because now you've got to mm-hmm. sit in a room by yourself. And guess what you found out? Now. You ain't that cool, right? So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, wait a minute now, right? So so, so, so now now some of us, we like COVID because that keeps all the crazy people at bay, right? So all of the bridges to my house is burned. Y'all can't come over because y'all got cooties. And I'm sitting over there watching, watching my screen TV happy as a pig in a pod. But it really – and I'm joking, but I'm serious at the same time, because that really is what's happening, right? And so when you really mm-hmm. look at it for what it is, again, we go back to this idea of these tailored, compartmentalized lives that we've built um, to protect mm-hmm. ourselves from harm, and disease, when actually sometimes – when an organism gets sick, it be produces those antibodies that make it stronger. So a little bad's kind of good for you. And I think that when COVID hit, <laughs> we're all being faced with our number one fear and that's ourselves. And so then mm-hmm. that's the thing we were running from, whether it's social media, whether it's, whether it's publicly, whether it's talking about law enforcement, whether it's talking about racism, whether it's talking about sexism, uh, pain equality, um, um, America's quest for hegemony or survival, military industrial park, uh complex, um prison system See, that's a lot for us to do and we'd have to go back to old school and actually read some stuff. Um instead we want our stuff our news in eight to ten second bites and then therefore we're gonna make um full assessments based on not enough data and information. No snapshot. Yeah. It's right, it's called, yeah. it's called it's called it's called ignorance. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But there's a Pandora's that's, that's what, box that got.
1: is about to that's about to open. As mm-hmm. the country, quote-unquote, opens back up, here's a Pandora's box that is about to happen. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. We, we were accustomed to a certain, quote-unquote, way of life. Then came COVID. And now we're going to see more and more uh, mass shootings and things of that mm-hmm. nature as the country opens up. Because people have not had mental health, any type of therapy. So now they're free to do whatever. They've been watching mm-hmm. television, online. That Think about most of the things that you've been doing is online. So now you may have this shaded view of someone based mm-hmm. on all of this information that you received online because that's, that was mm-hmm. really the only thing that most people could do. You couldn't go out and, and talk to people of another race and have conversations. You know, we were online looking at all of this negativity, all of this stuff Mm -hmm. that says this person is like this, that's either us, us or them sort of thing going on. And so Mm -hmm. now Pandora's box is happening. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to deal with this. We're going to have to deal with this mental health crisis because that's what's Mm -hmm. happening. Because like you said, Jane, the problem is if you can't stand being by yourself, there is a problem.
0: Right. When you can't right. stand
1: being at your home when you thought that all I want to do is go home, it's Friday, it's the mm-hmm. weekend, and
0: mm-hmm. you realize
1: you did not build a castle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you built yeah. your own little thought process of a castle. But in reality, mm-hmm. that's right. not what it was because some people are like, I don't want to be at home, I don't want to be at home, and I get it. We We should be mm-hmm. in connection with other people because that's what the Bible says, you know. So uh, yeah. he said a man should not be alone. That's why Eve was mm-hmm. created. That's my belief. That's right. But anyway. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> so right. No, no, so right. I are no, Yeah. Right. Right. But as you said, there are some things that are about to happen in this country when mm-hmm. it, quote, unquote, opens up because people have not mm-hmm. dealt with those issues that were going on behind closed doors mm-hmm. that got mm-hmm. further heightened mm-hmm. when the doors were locked.
0: Mm-hmm. So... As
1: we always talk about beyond words, because, again, a lot has happened, what do people need to do? Because I personally want a sense of calm, but I feel mm-hmm. from a lot of people that I've spoken with, they're, they're at the end at this point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they may do some things that they don't they would normally do. So, Vanessa, mm-hmm. so we're going to start with you on what – Let's go beyond words. What should people do now that, you know, they're they're in this midst of I'm on the edge, I'm at the end of my rope, uh, the next person yeah. better hope that they don't get it, mm-hmm. basically?
0: Yeah,
2: you know, I think where we are right now, and it's it's easy to kind of fall into these spaces, but where we are right now, I think, Going into this next week, there's going to be a lot of challenges. Um, we're going to likely get some verdicts um, come down. There's likely going to be some, pre, some other decisions that will happen that will illuminate mm-hmm. and, and cause more divisiveness in this um, country. Um, you know, when you have the school system has already decided that all classes are virtual next week in the state of Minnesota or city of Minneapolis, sorry. Um, because they are fearful mm-hmm. of what will happen p- contingent on where this verdict lies. Um, you've got Chicago in very strange places right now with the with the shooting of a 13 year old child. Um, that the initial police report, by the way, said that it was a man between the ages of 18 and 25. So there's that. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> going to this next week. We want to stay informed, but we want to be mindful. We, we really want to consume, consume things that help us, not hurt us. Mm-hmm. And that means not waiting every hour on the hour, checking for the verdict or checking for this assessment and this person's perspective. Let's just let things play out and let's promote a sense of calm no matter what, because that's where we need to be. I'm talking about you taking care of yourself first. Even though I am angry about a lot of things that are happening right now, I'm, I'm still going to project calm because those people who depend on us and the people we need to depend on, they've got to know that we are going to be dependable right now, regardless. If you have a small child, you need to show that strength. You've got to be patient and show that resolve. We just can't be out here leading with our emotions. I just have to say that. As much as I want to lead with my emotions, I want us all to just have them in check, consume what we need to consume, and take things, you know, not just at face value. Go beyond the headline. Go beyond just a few words that you see. And then the final thing is take care of yourself this week. I don't want you to worry about nobody else. Just take care of yourself because if everyone would just practice a little bit of self-care, I think a lot of the things that we're seeing in general some of that would go away, Jane. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think that um, you know always sounds very angry when it's very passionate. And um, um, yeah, to, to chime in with uh, on what Janessa said is, is you really we live at a time to where fear abounds. In, in every area of our is really, really fearful. And I believe that it's going to take us to have to do with self-assessment and figure out how to address our fear, how to step mm-hmm. outside of our, our, our silos that we've built and really humble ourselves to one another, realizing that we're all the American tribe. And even though you may not fully understand my experience, at least try to uh, empathize with it and become an ally. Mm -hmm. Seek, Mm -hmm. you know, to create an ecosystem of allies. Challenge yourself. I believe we need to challenge ourselves and our beliefs, which means that we'll have to go against those things that our people that we love taught us. And that even though those people that love us taught us that they could be wrong. And I think that if we are challenging ourselves by going to communities that um, maybe we haven't visited or, and not in a patronizing, condescending, colonizing kind of way, but really from a sense of seeking to understand. And even, even if those conversations get heated, listen to understand and then the other piece of it is go, what can I do to make this better? Let's, let's sit down together, come up with some action items, with, a, with, a, with some smart goals so that we can make your community better with the mindset that if I'm making your community better, then I'm making my community better at the end of the day. And, and, and until we have got to stop talking, we've got to stop mm-hmm. throwing money at problems, and we have got to start relating mm-hmm. to people, get from behind the screens, get from behind, mm-hmm. away from the fear, away from the biases, and really just seek mm-hmm. to understand. And I think that when you take that courageous step to do that, you will find more allies than we will find enemies. Yeah. I believe that's yeah. one of the main things we can do. The other thing, like Janessa said, is we've got to take care of our mental health. We, we have got to be able to find those happy spaces, whether that's meditation, uh, prayer, uh, faith. Sometimes just turn the freaking TV off, right? Turn the TV yeah. off, take a social media break, right, and really purge and cleanse your mind and then practice your, your, your intellectual muscles and really if somebody presents you with information, take the extra step to research it challenge yourself. If you're confident in what you believe in, we, we've done this in grad school and the, and the doctoral program the same way. We don't just cite one source. You've got to pick about 100, mm-hmm. and you've got to understand their framework, so then your argument is, is one that's not biased. And so we need to stop being mentally lazy and being spoon-fed information. Challenge everything. There's a scripture that says, um, study the show yourselves approved like the Bereans. Right, the breeders sort of study to show themselves approved. Um, if I right I think I did. We have to study to show ourselves approved, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and in order to do that, we've got to challenge what we know, and it starts internally first. We have to be lifelong learners. We have to work towards mastery, and we have to ask those questions and put those steps into action, so that we can positively impact not only the lives of, of ourselves with the lives of other people. That's how we go beyond words. We stop talking about it, we start marching, and we start, we start doing something, because something's going to be done anyway, and, and we're not going to be able yeah. to control it, and 9 times out of 10 is probably going to be negative. So why not be proactive and try to create a larger silo and build a larger community? That's what I believe we can do to go beyond words.
1: Um, I agree with both of you in terms of um, the mental health, definitely, Um, call a therapist, call a friend, whatever the case may be, what you need to do, do that. Um, Because, again, we we know people are on edge at this point in America, and it could be a a number of reasons from the things that happened this week or things that are personal and going on in their own household. So find a way to get a therapist or someone to talk to. And I say that because sometimes you just have to get it out. And you yelling at the screen or, you know, what have you may not work for you. <laughs> so find someone to talk to. That's the first thing. I love the find a cause, find something to, to invest in. And I don't mean monetarily. I mean of your time because sometimes when you give, you feel a little bit better about life because you feel as if you're improving someone else's life. So that is important. And also, This is something that we all have to understand. Your form of protest may not look like someone else's. And I will continue to say this because everybody Mm
0: -hmm.
1: wants everybody on the front line protesting. And my thing is somebody has Mm -hmm. to pay to get you out of jail.
0: Mm -hmm. So if we're all in jail. You know, my form of protest
1: may be the one at home waiting for the phone call because I, more than likely it's going to come. If you're out protesting, you say, okay, Angel, we're going to be on, you know, Main Street, downtown Houston. Okay, I, I'm I'm here for you. Because if we all get swept yes. up, I'm just saying, you know, then we, we, that means we didn't have a plan.
0: Exactly.
1: And I'm strategic. Mm-hmm. So we need to have a plan about how we're going to, fit into this thing, because some people feel as if, well, if you're not processing, you're not, wait a minute. There were different soldiers. Everybody has a different
0: role role in this
1: thing. And Mm -hmm. that's it. If you know your role, your role is not to be the spokesperson, because we can't understand you. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That may not be your gift. Your gift may be Mm just, okay, I'm, I'm at home. Just call me. You know, we all put in the bail money prior to you guys going to this
0: protest. (laughs) And
1: I have my idea and my, quote, unquote, paperwork ready, so let's go. You know, somebody has Mm -hmm. to be the lawyer. Somebody has to be PR. Somebody has to be security to make sure, yeah, you're going in and you're going to come out. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: we have to understand Mm -hmm. our role in terms of protest. And that's one of the main things I want us all to consider as we're gathering our teams, as we're trying to change the world Mm -hmm. and not make it an either-or, either you're black or white or either you're Republican Mm -hmm. or Democrat, because as long as we continue to do this either-or, the people who have options and privilege and choices at the top that are making all of this money off of all of us, Mm
0: Mm-hmm. We will always mm-hmm. be in that
1: that, that mm-hmm. bottom portion while they are in the one percent. So mm-hmm. that that that's my mm-hmm. thing of how we can start to go beyond
3: words.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. It's well, really thank you guys. Playing our role.
3: Playing our role. Yes. That's like Building a corporation. <laughs> that's exactly right. Everybody, exactly. Can seek allies and build a corporation. Everybody's got a role to play.
1: And that's it. That's it. Well, thank you guys for being a part of Beyond yeah. Words discussing yes, this course. week in America, and uh, we will definitely do this again. And we can talk yes. offline as far as you know some other things. Mm-hmm. But thank you guys so much. Do you guys have any
3: further words before we go? Thank you, Chynessa, for making this happen because you know I've been waiting. On no, me. thank you guys. <laughs> this is great. We
0: <laughs> got I know you
3: and I were back and forth. right. That, and I was like, was "We're Chinesis at critical mass a
0: right
3: now." <laughs> he did because I was like, "That's a 911 call. We need to make this work." So because I was similarly acting yeah, exactly like she was. He did. He made the
1: 911 and, uh,
3: call.
0: Trust me. I'm <laughs> like. It.
3: Yeah. And thank you and, 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 for just putting it together, uh, and it's just it's an opportunity to really, you know, just make a difference. So I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of it. Just, you guys are amazing.
1: Oh, we haven't given you an official welcome. Welcome, Jean, to Beyond no. Words as a host. <laughs> yes. <laughs> welcome.
3: Thank you. Welcome. Gonna, this is going to be fun. Yes, we forgot. We forgot.
1: You've been here before, okay. so we kind of forgot. But welcome. Right. Thank you so much for being a part of Beyond Words, and we look forward to uh, interesting conversations with you, Chanessa, as well as Darrell. And I'm I'm primarily going to sit back and listen and learn and take notes.
3: <laughs> well, thank you for putting this all, all right. together.
1: And no problem. Well, we will talk to you guys soon.
3: Okay. How Bye, guys. Bye, see? Vanessa. <laughs> Can you hear me?
1: Once again, once again, once again, you're tuned into your 15 minutes radio. Network Beyond Words, as we discuss this week in America with Shanessa, Darrell, and Jean. We look forward to meeting with you guys again, speaking with you guys again, getting your opinions and your thoughts on what's happening in America. We will have a different topic every week. But, again, we're so excited to be back for Season 2 of Beyond Words on your 15 Minutes Radio Network. Thank you so much and we will see you on the other side of the microphone. Have a good evening. Interested in advertising? Advertise today on the number one online radio network for entrepreneurs, Your 15 Minutes Radio Network. Contact us at advertise at your15minutesradio.com.